Good morning. This is Rabbi Michael Knopf coming to you from Har Zion Temple in beautiful Penn Valley, Pennsylvania, looking at a gorgeous Wednesday morning in the wake of Hurricane Irene, which came through on Sunday, blew out and left behind this absolutely breathtaking weather that we're having. It's Rosh Chodesh Elul, the first day of the month of Elul, the month leading up to Rosh Hashanah, a month of introspection and repentance. And in fitting fashion, we are studying the Tomer Devora, which is Moshe Cordovero's take on an ethics derived from Kabbalah, imitating God, emulating God in the world. He has divided the book up, the Tomer Devorah, up into into, uh, ten chapters, each describing an attribute of God uh, and explaining how humans might emulate that attribute, the attributes corresponding to the Svirot, the divine attributes of Kabbalah, of Jewish mysticism. And we're in the first Svirah, the first attribute, which is uh, Keter, the crown, or God's compassion. And Cordovero divides it into uh, uh, 13 subcategories. Compassion, uh, taken from a verse from Micah that uh, is known to be the 13 attributes of God's mercy. And so we're in the sixth of those 13 subcategories. from the part of the verse from Micah that says, Ki chafetz chesedhu, that God desires kindness, or God seeks out kindness. And Cordovero says the following, Kvar perashnu bimkomo. We have already explained elsewhere, and the, and, uh, the note here says that it's in the Pardes Rimonim, uh, which is uh, another of Cordovero's works on Jewish mysticism. Shiyesh hechal yadua shel melachim hamemunim lekabel gmilut chasadim sheadam oseh be'olam hazeh. That there is a sanctuary, that there is a court, a known court of angels that uh, exists only for them to uh, to gather to receive the uh, acts of love and kindness that people do in this world. Right. So there's a room full of angels. A room reserved for angels, specifically so they can wait there and watch the nice things that people do for each other in this world. The kasher midat hadin mikat al Yisrael, and when the divine virtue of justice of judgment uh, accuses Israel, and so when uh, uh, there is when uh, a human being or when a, when a Jew commits a transgression and there is you know an accusation against that person in heaven saying that this person deserves to be punished immediately those angels who are sitting in that room watching waiting for human uh, acts of love and kindness, immediately when, when they see a, a human committed transgression and the divine attribute of justice wants to bring them to justice, they show to God, those angels show to God the kindness that that person has done 
in other moments, and then God grants compassion to that person. Because God looks for kindness. God seeks out kindness. Right? It's as if, it's as if uh, 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 God's, God is a heat-seeking missile for kindness. Right? And you have all this uh, other, other cold debris uh, around you that is your, your, your wicked deeds, your bad deeds. But God tries to look through that, and the angels help God look through that so God can see the, even if it's a kernel of goodness, amid all the mess. And even if it were that, uh, that a Jew or the Jewish people are guilty, if the angels themselves are kind to each other, then God is compassionate to the Jews. Right? Think about that for a second. That if I commit a transgression and I do a bad deed, and I don't have any good deeds to, to make up for it, so that I'm completely guilty, then the angels who are sitting in that room waiting for me, looking through my junk for the goodness, they don't see anything, they act kindly to each other, and it counts for me. It makes up for the good things that I haven't done, and then God's compassion shines forth to me. This is what happened in the time of the destruction of the temple. Gabriel, as is said uh, to the angel Gabriel in the book of Ezekiel, chapter 10, verse 2, right, God says, he says to, to Gabriel, or at least in the words of Ezekiel, he says to the man clothed in linen, go in among the whirling wheels underneath the crewing, Fill your hands with burning coals from between the crewing and scatter them over the city. In other words, go to the angels, go to the fire that the angels possess, and rain it down on the Jewish people and destroy them. Kihu sar hadin v'hagvura v'natan lo reshut lekabel kochot hadin beinot lagagel mitachat lakruvim meish hamizbeach. Because Gabriel is the angel of judgment. And power. And God gave him permission to take the, the, the power of justice from among the, the wheels of the Kruvim. This image that Ezekiel uses of the divine chariot. Uh, from underneath the Kruvim uh, of, of the fire of the temple. And to pour it down on the Jewish people, destroying them. Right? This is the judgment of the power of the of the of the ruler. Right? This is the 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 execution of of God's justice from on high. That the Jewish people were so wicked at the time of the destruction of the temple, they deserved everything that was coming to them. And the and the judgment was intensified until it was requested of God to wipe out everything, right? Wipe out all of the Jewish people, right? Wipe out just just kill them all. To destroy the the 
the root of Israel. There's a, a little bit uh, off-color uh, Hebrew expression there to, to crush the testes of Israel. Because they deserved it. They deserved annihilation. And so the time of the destruction of the temple, the angel Gabriel builds this tremendous case against the Jewish people that they deserve to be completely wiped out. Uketiv vayera lakruvim tavnit yad adam tacha kanfehem. But it's written that, let me just grab the English here, that the kruvim appeared to have the form of a human hand under their wings. Vahainu she'amar HaKadosh Baruch Hu Gabriel, And so it was that God said to the angel Gabriel, the person building the case of just, just, justice, judgment against Israel, and God says to the angel Gabriel, Hem gomlim chesed, hem gomlim chasadim elu imelu. Look at these kruvim. Look at these other angels. They're doing acts of love and kindness to each other which is uh, taken from a midrash, a beautiful midrash, uh, from Vayikra Rabbah, from Leviticus Rabbah, where um, uh, uh, Rabbi Yoshua teaches in the name of Rabbi Levi that uh, for six years, um, the, uh, the, the coals uh, were smoldering in the hand of the angel Gabriel, uh, waiting for, to rain them down on the Jewish people in, in uh, punishment for their crimes. He was waiting, though, uh, in the hopes that uh, the Jews would repent. When they didn't do tshuva, he asked God to throw them down and to destroy Israel, to destroy the Jewish people. God, the Holy Blessing One, said, Gabriel, Gabriel, there are people among them who do who give charity, who do righteousness to each other. Right, you can see the Kruvim, the angels in the ark that uh, that um, that have the form of a hand under their wings. The angels, uh, the figures of angels that were on the holy ark, were constructed in such a way as to show them giving to each other, reaching out to each other. Uperush, besefer sharei ganeden, tacha kamvehem behachava, shayunot nim tzedaka baseter, ayin sham. Right, the explanation of this idea of the angels on top of the ark, that their hands were outstretched to each other, was that they were giving tzedakah to each other. They were giving charity to each other in secret underneath their wings. We go back to the Tomer Devorah. Even though the Jewish people were guilty, they were saved and a remnant remained and went into exile and became the kernel of a rebuilt Jewish nation. 
And the reason is because of this virtue. Ki chafetz chesedhu. Because God seeks out kindness. Rotzeb amesh Yisrael gomlim chesed. God wants to see that Israel do acts of loving kindness. God wants to find the goodness even in a world of rottenness, even in a person of rottenness. God tries to find the one good thing, the one good deed, the one good act. And that's what God remembers. Even, even if it is that they don't pass the muster on another side, even if they're wicked in another way, God tries to focus on the good that they do and forgives them. God tries to look past our flaws to our goodness. And Cordovero is going to say that our responsibility in our interactions with other people is to also try to look past their flaws to their goodness. And he says, So if that's so, a person should conduct themselves according to that same virtue. Even if a person does something bad to him and makes him angry. If that person has a side of goodness, where he's done good things for other people, or he's got a good virtue, that he conducts himself in a, in a proper way in other venues. Right, so you should... Let that side take priority for you to nullify your anger over that person and the bad thing that they've done to you. And turn your heart to him in looking for his kindness, looking for his kind qualities. In other words, someone does something bad to you. Think about the times that they have been kind to you or kind to other people, or have some, think of the good quality that they might have. Right? The way my teacher Rabbi Artzen put it to me once, you know, uh, think of how, how, how would their parents see them in that moment. Right? Sure, they might be mad that they did that uh, bad act, but most parents um, see the redeeming qualities of their children. And this is what uh, Cordovero is inviting us to do, is like God, to try to look at the redeeming qualities of a person, even a person who does something bad to us. To try to see the ways in which they've been good people, and not to focus on the ways in which they've been bad to us. V'yomar, daili betovazo shiyeshlo. And we should say it's enough for me, the, good, the goodness that that person has. V'kol sheken, shelo yichas beishto. And all the more so that you shouldn't be mad uh, 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 at your wife. As our rabbis explained in the in the Talmud. Right? So it's enough that they raised our children and uh, and and saved us from sin. So in other words, at the time where your spouse makes you angry, 
which happens in every marriage. Right? And it's easy to, to in those moments, uh, be consumed with the, with the anger that you have for, for your spouse. And it's more intense when you're more close with a person that, that they've done something uh, that you feel has wronged you. And so what he's inviting us here is, is say, especially for them, you should think of all of the good that they do you. Right? So your wife, think of how she's raised your children and has prevented you from being a jerk in other instances. And your husband, and think of all the times where that uh, he's been kind to you, has been kind to other people, and has helped raise the children, and has helped accentuate your good qualities. And don't focus on the thing that you're mad about, but instead to focus on the thing that you love about them. Kach yomara kol adam, and the same thing you should say about every person. Daili betova plonicha asali. It's enough for me, the one good thing that this person did for me. O shasayim ploni, or that he did for another person. O mira tova plonichi yeshlo, or a good virtue that they have, right? To not focus on the bad that a person's done. And instead to focus on the good that a person has in them. A good that a person's done to others, or a good that a person's done to you. And I'll add on to this, which is, you have a, a sense of, of angels being able to do good to compensate for the bad that other people do. And so we get very angry and judgmental when someone harms us or hurts us. And so I think one thing that this is inviting is for us to respond to those in moments of uh, where people anger us, not with uh, not with with anger at them, but of a capacity to uh, to try to uh, balance out the bad that they've done to us with a good that we might do for someone else. And so we have a few things. We have one the the responsibility to look past a person's flaws, a person's sins against us to see their goodness. And if we can't find any goodness, to work on our own goodness instead of remaining angry at the way in which they've hurt us. To direct our energy to balancing badness with kindness that we might be able to affect for other people. And then we too will be seekers of kindness and pursuers of love. <laughs>